Bada bing. Bada boom. Nice. Um, nice. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, <clears throat> welcome. Oh welcome, welcome, welcome to FOH. I'm Elaine Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And we want to be the first to wish you a very happy Father's Day. Oh yeah, it is Father's Day. <laughs> I now that we record on Sundays, we we always record on a holiday on a, on a Lord's Day and a holiday. Yeah, totally. Um, so holy, that's a holy day. A holy day every. Some week. of you might not know that holiday comes from the word holy day. Oh wow, Kelly, that's interesting. A little little piece of priv. Mmm. Yeah, put that in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next, try, next time you're trying to smash, just pull that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I can't, I cannot look at myself wearing both. I'm wearing both enormous ugly glasses and a wrist brace. And like the combo is just almost, it's too much to bear. I'm going to have to take, well, I want my glasses on. All right, you know what? I'm just going to live. I'm going to put my hand down. Yeah, also you look fine. I look like the ugliest friend of your brother's who you wouldn't even consider having sex with. Okay. <laughs> and I we're guess. moving f- and we're moving forward and we're accepting that and we're moving forward. Whatever. Also I think someone is like maybe mowing a small patch of lawn and I can't imagine where but it sounds does it sound really loud to you? No, but I have two fans going, so. Okay. Yeah, between the 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 subway that's always passing by you and the glory of summer mm-hmm. in Queens. We've got it covered. Um, it's basically this American life at this point. Yeah. You know, with the, the background kind of hustle and bustle. Absolutely. Slice of life. Um, well, 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 what do we have here on the restaurant scene in New York City? Um, um, you, you said you had some news for me. Oh, not really news. Just kind of a continuation, a variation on a theme, I guess you could say. Um, Speak on it. Speak I just on got, it, I just, I just got the, uh, the death blow, if you will, um, from mm. my former place of employment. Um mm. Which is just funny because I wasn't going to go back there anyway, but you kind of want the option. Of course, of course. It's like getting invited to someone you dislike's wedding. So you can be like, actually pass. Or you can go and be like, I knew this was going to suck. Anyways, yeah, so I basically got got fired for the second time since March in a mass email, which doesn't feel awesome. Um, and who's writing these form letters is what I want to know. Who's sending out the template for all of these bosses to just be like, it is with much heavy heart that I send this email to my beloved staff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really rough. Um, also, love a mass email and not kind of an extra personal touch for maybe people who are in some sort of management or, you know, whatever. Senior doesn't, staff. Doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, also, <laughs> I just want to say, this is the third email that I've gotten from my place of employment. The first was um, an equally cold email saying, 
Uh, we're letting everybody go effective tomorrow. We encourage you to apply for unemployment. Written by, like, our shitty HR department. Second email I got was probably a month later after full silence that said, hey, if anybody wants to um, come down to the restaurant and haul out scrap metal from the basement or paint the restaurant for free and donate your labor, come on down. We know it's April 5th and the height of the pandemic here in New York City, but we would just love to see you if you're bored. Uh, Suck my dick in hell, you fucking scumbag was the draft email I wrote. Um, And then this third and final email saying, psych, no one has a job. Yeah, it's, um, it's rough. I think I, I aired my, my HR department had a similar thing where it was like, just to underscore that none of you have jobs. None of you were promised jobs. Um, get wrecked was sort of the, (laughs) the sentiment behind it but we got those early days in april they were like don't even think about it yeah they were like we're like don't 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 try it it was just funny because it was like um at least on my email chain it was like uh my hr lady was like none of you were promised jobs and i was like i'm pretty sure we were so i just like in gmail typed in her name click three weeks earlier of course, all of you will have jobs when this, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, did you not look in your sent folder? If I can do this, you can do this. Like, come on, girl. I have a couple theories as to why that didn't happen, but I'll... Yeah, I mean, she is legally retarded. Um... <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, it's really admirable Kelly. that okay. Andrew employs her. Kelly... I mean, my restaurant donated, like, 35K to Campaign Zero, which is, like, literally a child could tell you won't do anything. I know. I mean, I almost commented on that post, and then I was like, I'm not even, it doesn't fucking matter. But And um, I was like, I was like, how did this happen? And then literally everyone was like, it was this woman. I was like, how did it happen? Yeah. I was like, how did that happen? Like, no one was like, hey, because the guy who owns my restaurant is literally... No, don't even, we know. (laughs) Unwell, unwell. (laughs) And I was like, it's not surprising to me that he would be like, doot, doot, campaign zero. But I was like, no one like did a little one second of research. You know, on Google when it's, you Google something. Even if they have, like, you know, when you Google and the result says like, you got 5 million results and then it gives you the time that it took to Google it. It's like 0.4 seconds. Yeah, 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 They didn't do the point four seconds. Even if they could, even if they did, it's still, they, they're not smart enough to make a good choice. It wouldn't have mattered if they'd Googled it and seen, they probably read it and were like, this is what we want because we're fucking neoliberal so, trash. So stupid. So, um, actually she is, um... I look forward to working for her in the future. She is my best friend. (laughs) And I can't wait to return to working alongside her, shoulder to shoulder. Standing with her (laughs) in this fight. I'm with her. Um, I'm with her. You know, don't throw out those t-shirts. Put them back on, slap them back on, go back to work. 
Um, <laughs> I'm with her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to my HR woman. The thing is, God, HR people are such fucking actual demons. They're like the worst little slimy fucking tattletale narcs you could ever... They are the cops at your job. It's so crazy. Anyways. Um... What was my whole point about this? The thing that is so crazy is that um, now we're kind of getting into this. I mean, beyond the horror stories that you all have been telling me personally that I've seen with my own eyes, the kind of like piecemeal hiring selection, not really. It's very, very crazy. So it's really who, bad. The question of who's getting contacted to come back to work and for what amount of money and for how many days and under what conditions, all of it's unclear. It's very crazy um, and very troubling and sad. Yeah. Wait, so are you guys, like, not opening at all? Like, that, the restaurant you worked at, they're not opening? They're not trying they're to reopen? They're opening, but they're having, like, I mean, the things keep changing. Daily, I hear new things. But allegedly okay. what's happening is one person's front of house, one person's back of house. And I think they're hiring uh-huh. some of... I think they're hiring a couple, um, like, back servers and stuff like that to help out. Which is good, because I was like, you, the people you should be hiring your back are the undocumented people that you fucked in the first place, but... Yeah. Not up to me, not my business. Um, anyways. So yeah, they're doing limited stuff. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do that without the divine touch. <laughs> They're probably like, get this woman out of my fucking sight once and for all, end it. <laughs> that I'll was pay. the pandemic. They started yeah. it to get rid of you. They're like, we'll give someone $10,000 to put a bullet in her brain, get her out of my <laughs> fucking <laughs> life. The, um, the like three owners contacted the lab in Wuhan. They're like, yeah, whatever it takes, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Quite frankly, whatever it takes. <laughs> we got our eyes on one particular woman here. Uh, <laughs> They're like, do we want her to die? No, no, no. If we could just not have to deal with firing her. If um, we could just make her kind of question her entire life, just that would be great. At home by herself. That would um, be great. That would be great. Oh, There's any God. way to get, cause a, a wrist injury, you know? Shut that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't want her to get the disease, but the wrist injury. The wrist could. thing would really make her kind of feel you know, ashamed, and that's what we want. Um, the scientists are like, okay, I'm, t- I'm taking notes on this conversation. I'm some for some reason picturing the lab in Jurassic Park when you send it out there, you know. Right. The, the, that's myth. the only sci- That's the only scientist scene I'm aware of, you know, in general. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, you're Newman in this case. Oh yeah, I'm Newman big time. Because you're trying to kind of pull one over, you escape. Pull the, pull the strings. Yeah. I think you're trying to help me, and then you get into and a car accident. <laughs> I don't really remember the plot of Jurassic Park. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Um, what ha- what becomes of Newman? He spoiler alert. Turn off your turn. Stop this podcast right now if you don't want to hear what happens. But he. Um, wrecks his car trying to escape from Jurassic Park in the rain with some stolen embryos and a dinosaur gets him. Oh, wow. Oh, so, wow. he is the hero to me in that story. Oh, wow. He's trying to make a side deal. Who wouldn't do that? 
Wow. I feel bad for him. I do too because it's, you know, it's an unethical park. You know, it's dangerous. Yes, he's an anti-capitalist hero. He is. I mean, well, it's imperfect, but I'll take it. Um, as you know, we are no strangers to imperfect metaphors here on FOH, and we <laughs> like to run with them. And I'm doubling down on the Jurassic Park one as well. Anyways, um... <clears throat> our subject this week. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Yeah, I have not, surprisingly, not been contacted to come back to work. No one has, like, extra reminded me that I'm fired lately, but um, the silence is deafening, suffice to say. They're not, from... like, writing it in the sky with an airplane like they are to me. They're like, in case you were wondering, Lillian, you are 100% not welcome back at work. You are fired. <laughs> they, they Again. They singing telegram. <laughs> I heard that you were feeling ill. <laughs> Candy stripers, get out of here. Um, uh, no, I'm just, I've never, you know, I don't know. My, my GM. We're truly the ugly stepchildren of the service industry. They don't. Yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to ignore, trying to ignore as much as possible. That's fine. I get it. I've definitely earned it, but... <clears throat> Right. Um, happy Father's yeah. Day once again. You know, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, it's that tweet of like me, me sewing. Yes, this is awesome. Me reaping. No, what the fuck? Yeah. Being so <laughs> rude to like everyone in upper management, including the restaurant owner, for three years. <laughs> I was like, this fucking rules. And then now I'm like, wait, what? Oh my God. That's totally it. <laughs> me, me going to your company, my old works, like holiday party and having someone be like, Oh, Lillian, I heard you have such a big personality. I was like, cool. That's, I'm glad that you were in on that manager meeting that probably happened seven times. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Whatever. We just... You know, we're standing up we, for what's right. We really can't be. Tamed. And we get punished for it, you know? Yeah. Wild women don't get the blues, as my mom's yes. old bumper sticker used to say on the dots. Well behaved women rarely, rarely make history. history, baby. Except us. Um, yeah, that is so true. Um, yeah, so neither of us has a job, any prospects don't literally don't know what I'm going to do kind of for the first time I'm just like uh fuck <laughs> truly fuck I might yeah. have to move question mark? I, I don't know anything uh, don't. is on the table folks so if anyone has any suggestions or again a warehouse mm-hmm. you know a rival warehouse they want to put us in I feel like I would be good with horses Hmm. I interesting. You don't see that. I'm um, very athletic. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I I wouldn't say I don't see you with horses. I just have never kind of pictured it before, and so it's my first try picturing it. <laughs> okay, here we are. Picture this. <laughs> I I see a career for myself with horses in some capacity. I could see you working in maybe like horse therapy administration what is that 
<laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I just... Horse therapy administration. I don't know if I see you, like, mano y mano with the horses. I would be great with horses. Okay. Yeah, I trust you. I trust you. You've thought a lot Height about it. Height doesn't intimidate me at all. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm not one of these women who gets wet for any man over six feet tall. It doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. What about... <laughs> Pretty much Unpredictable all I got. swift kicks. We've worked in the service industry, so that's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, no problem. Have you um, met my dad? Not a problem. God. Uh. Oh god. <clears throat> dark turn. Dark turn. Um. Um. I I don't like that they have to wear the bridle. I would be there. I would. You be would there. be taking the bridles off. Liberator. Yeah. You would I be would the. Okay, that I can see. You saying release these creatures I want to be like one of those um, the girls who rides them off a waterfall you know like in the olden times that would be like a, a show that... okay wait because horses can swim and you would ride them off and then they jump and was, then they land was that in National Velvet or Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken is the water horse scene National Velvet is just a racing, I think. Is it Vivian Lee? Is Vivian Lee in National Velvet? It's uh, Liz Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. I knew it was one of those spicy brunettes. See? Violet eyes, baby. Violet eyes. Yeah, I want to be Wild Hearts Can't Be Tamed. Broken. Can't be broken. Both. Both. Neither. Can't be broken if they're not tamed. Right, you have to break a horse to tame it. Well, not this heart, not this not, old heart. Hey, don't shoot Sea Biscuit just because it's a little bit hurt. That's what they said in the movie. Chris Cooper. Okay. Fuck. Okay, moving right along. Mo- please, may we move quite along? <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, we're trying to plan for my future. <laughs> Sorry, I that's boring to you. It's not. I think we got far. I think we teased it out. I think I'm seeing it. Um, we'll do me next week. <clears throat> Perfect. Okay. But Perfect. literally, can someone please help us? I'm, I'm like, please asking someone to hire us. Okay. <clears throat> but huh, that's a joke. And I have now... ideas for you. I have ideas for you. All right. We'll save it. We got we to gotta tease these out. The fans are going to love this segment. They're going to love <laughs> oh, yeah. this recurring segment. So we got to save it. Um, you sent me this piece in uh, the failing New York Times. Um, It's a a collection of sort of vignettes. Yeah, and even though, you know, we know what we know about the New York Times, we know what we know about their, you know, food coverage, etc. I thought this was, uh, I thought this was nice. It was a a nice breezy read. And it made me emotional. I cried. I did too. Um, Um, Not, not difficult to do these days like no, don't no, bite yourself on the back but whatever no um so it was a collection of sort of the the title of the collection is our lives happen yes and, and then it was a bunch of short pieces on moments in restaurants or particular restaurants working in them dining at them being a regular at them whatever 
Very sweet little stories. Yes. And they, they kind of spanned, you know, from um, a Mongolian barbecue place, from, you know, childhood to, like, you know, a very shishi restaurant in Paris to the Cheesecake Factory. It was like, I appreciated the, the scope of it. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. What one would you like to... I feel like we should each highlight one. Oh. Um, or what you, do you want to do? You, How do you oh, yeah. Do? I literally came to this with open arms, with arms wide open. Um, you, you go first. I'll pick mine. Okay. Um, I... Let's see. I think the one that I was like surprising, the one that I was most surprised by how touched I was by it was the Cheesecake Factory one. Okay. Because I'm not, um, I think that there's like a certain type of person, especially in Brooklyn, who's like an ardent defender of specifically Cheesecake Factory, which like, does anyone actually, it's like one of those like imagined. That's the Blue Lives Matter of um, the Brooklyn, hip, hip Brooklynites, where it's like, you're not under attack. No one is mad that you like the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. And, um, you know, that there's like so many people, I feel like on Twitter, it'll kick off every six months as people will be like, if you shit on the Cheesecake Factory, it's a fucking quality establishment. Mm, yeah, sure. Do you, do you experience that ever? I, that's not on my timeline, but um, I, can, I can imagine it. I get it. Okay. Maybe I'm making it up. No, I believe you. I believe that that's real. Um, but it was Samantha Irby was writing about that she, um, which I don't know where she lives, but she was like, I was driving 50 miles to a mall. I was like, yeah, that sounds bleak. But, um, that the mall was like, incidentally, she was there the day of the opening of the cheesecake factory in that mall. And I was, like, really touched by it because I think that, like, how ordinary um, it is when you live in Brooklyn or in New York and to be, like, yeah, you can, like, go out to, like, it just becomes, going out to eat can become just eating, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, if that's not Mm -hmm. available to you, like, how exciting it is and, like, the the like the life that you get to live when you are in a restaurant the like brief moment the brief life yeah I was really touched that rendering really touched me yeah and I liked that it wasn't you know because there's a lot of people that you could you know you could go the other way with it be like it's ridiculous that people are so excited about the cheesecake factory it's a gross, re- you know, there's like so many things you could go that way yeah. with it. And to like, to not do that, I think, you know, is obviously the right choice, but is also right to turn it into something meaningful is like, it's cool. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I was just like, this is, this is nice. And I don't know, like, going out to eat now. I feel that way about going out to eat. Like, the idea of going and sitting down in a restaurant, maybe this is bad of me, but I'm like, oh, my God. I would love to be able to just go sit in a restaurant. Same. And that's the thing is, like, it's not like, 
I well, I was telling Kelly that I read a lot of the comments on this because I knew they were going to be so stupid. Um, <clears throat> and I think a lot of people equate, you know, restaurant food and, you know, going out to eat and, and liking food and wine and whatever as being elitist or, like, whatever. But yeah. it's it doesn't... It doesn't have to be that. A lot of it is. A lot of that culture is, you know, excludes people for, you know, many reasons. But I think to be reminded of, like, truly just, like, I think it is, I mean, cheesy as it is, it's, like, you're with people who you want to be with, and you're just with them. And that's, like, that's what it really is at the end, you know? So food, you know, culture and, like, going out and all that stuff doesn't have to be about fucking the coolest restaurants. Just, like, that's the experience. That's what it was this whole time, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, that, that's, like, the tender part that is, like, an actual loss. It's, like, besides the jobs and the hype and the chefs, who gives a shit um, about them, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's truly just, like, the, me- the meaningful you know, the meaningful relationships that you just have. And that's what we've lost twofold, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, I think that it's like easy to look at, um, that desire and look down on it and say like, like that it comes from a bad place, like wanting to be, um, like sit back and be served and I think lots of people there are people who that is their whole life and I don't respect that obviously but for the rest of people and working people like choosing that experience and choosing to like prioritize that experience I think is like like we're just given so little as working people and it's like it is like a really like personally temporary moving valuable thing to be able to be like oh yeah like I deserve this (sighs) I don't know it makes me really it makes me feel really fucking corny it just is it I think because we've had to look at the restaurant industry in these like very like emergency terms like and now it's a new phase where I'm like, oh, now I can get to the emotion for me personally. You know, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really like thought about it in a mournful way (laughs) because I've just been freaked out and like everyone's been freaked out and you know, it's just like, I don't know. So now to get to the emotion of it and to like really think about it, I'm just like, this is a lot. (laughs) Not to yeah, be fucking absolutely. stupid. I know, I know it, I, I knew that it was, but it's just, like, missing. No, it's a huge loss. Like, I think that, like, I don't know, like, anyone who doesn't think that it's such a loss is crazy. Yeah, and I think, like, for me it was definitely obviously I mean primarily it's like that's where our jobs are and I don't have other (laughs) skills so like primarily I was like oh my god what am I but it's like also 
Well, on a larger scale. Yes, that's, I mean, yes. Also, you do know that you do have many, many skills that you can use. Not that you could write about on a resume. I know. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll pump up that resume. Um, <laughs> dude, trust me. Bullshitter, bullshitter to bullshitter, you can do this. Um, <clears throat> I'm, my pits are sweating thinking about it. Um, <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I don't know. I think I liked all of them. I liked the, um, I love Ruth Rachel. You can't not be I know. charmed by her. And I love her writing. Um, and even though her experience was like a, a very exclusive French, you know, restaurant that she'd been trying to get a reservation uh, for, and she and her husband and her son were in Paris. And it was kind of, like, through the eyes of um, her child's experience there. And, like, he was, he was like, didn't really want to go. You know, like, little kids don't like fancy restaurants. And then it kind of was just this really beautiful illustration of what a night can turn into and what a restaurant can provide and does provide at its best, at its core, and is, like, a celebration and a party and, a, like, weirdly a tiny community, like... I mean, this is very French, but I guess, like, they had someone that, like, played games with the kids because it was, like, a fancy restaurant. And they had, you know, it was just this whole thing. And, like, by the end, her son was, like, sitting with another little boy and hanging out and everyone was eating cake. And it was just, like, this really, like, obviously a very special night at a, at a special restaurant. But how many times has that happened where you and I work where just kind of magically one night it kind of gels and it's, like its own thing you know and that's that's what people miss that's what I miss that's like you know even from working I miss those nights because it was just this perfect chemistry between and that's on that's on the people who work there too you know that doesn't that's our skill and like I think about that when I you know the times we've gotten takeout lately or a drink to go and just like even if you go inside the restaurant to order which is crazy but that's been happening um, the psychology of someone who's working under these conditions and the atmosphere, it's not, con- it's, it's not going to make you feel like that because they don't feel like that. They're scared. Yeah. They're scared. They're anxious. We're scared. We're anxious. And it's just like, that is what, that's the essence of, of, of joy of being at a restaurant and working at a restaurant is that energy and that energy is gone. And I don't yeah, know. I, I think... <laughs> I think so much of serving is like uh, being a guide to people and like normally in an ideal like night, it's like you're guiding them to like more fun and more openness and more like pleasure. And then this is like, you have to guide them like through like hazmat protocol, like literally and like through like the showers. Like, I went, um, a friend of mine did a, like a pop-up at a bar, like they were selling food and the bar was doing like to-go drinks. And then one of the like legal, we're still in phase one in New York. And one of the legal like provisions of phase one is that you can't like the bar can't be responsible for, has to discourage like congregating around the bar because it's supposed to be like, take it to go. Don't there's like some little phrase that they made up take it to go don't 
stick Dang. around. Or? <laughs> catchy, yeah. <laughs> catchy, catchy. <laughs> um, and the bartender had to like come out and like literally shoo people away no. and was like, you can't be sitting down. Like da 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 da. Like, and I just was like, this is like the opposite of why any of us get into this industry is to be, like, reprimanding people. Yeah, we're and, not like, trying to be the rule makers. We're the gate openers, baby. Those that's right, the gates, baby. The per the gates. <laughs> um, okay. I, okay, so in this scenario, I am St. Paul. Is yes. that who it is? Did I, did I, did I, I think I it's, right? um... Peter? It's, it's Peter or Paul, I can't remember. Peter, Paul, and Mary are up there. And singing their little hearts out. I literally, uh, and I'm not trying to say this to be like, I, the only thing I know about the Bible is from Jesus Christ Superstar. No exaggeration. So I feel that that's a pretty accurate telling of the tale, but. I saw a monk at a march yesterday. Monk. saw a monk at a march. Good. They need monk to be at, out monk there. Monk at a march. What the monk fuck have they march. been? You know, come on out. Monk at a march. Bring those beers with you while you while you're at it. Yeah, bring me some chartreuse. Yeah, bring me some. Teas. What else do monks make? Oh, teas. Okay, interesting. Mm. Bring me one of the robes. I'll take it. And then he did. He had to de-escalate a conflict, and I was like, I'm so happy we have a monk. You know, we need a monk by our side, everyday life. Who knew? Yeah, I was like, this is great. But yes, I think it's, it's, uh, I, and you know what? It won't make people more insightful. It won't make people thankful because they fucking aren't because I've seen with my own fucking eyes, the way people are acting right now, it's, we've all heard it about the tipping. People are being fucking monsters because they always were. And it's like, I walked by Soho and there were like fucking disgusting European pigs sitting around on a patio. Like nothing was fucking going on. And no one's going to realize, I mean, this is what you fucking lost. You lost all of it and you don't give a shit and you just want your shit to go. And it's just like, you had no concept of the beauty of it and you're just never going to understand and it's fucking gone and you're not ever going to get it. And it's like, I'm glad that you can go get your fucking, I don't know. Yeah. $26 pizza and not give a shit about the people working there because you never did in the first place but it just it just pisses me off because people just have no they just don't comprehend so many people just have no fucking idea yeah <laughs> for sure and like I think that it's like uncaring people don't see service as an act of care and they don't see how like um they're being cared for because they're like I'm this is my This due. is what I owe. Yeah, I'm owed this, yeah. and this is how it should be. Yeah. And, and it's hard. It just sucks. And then you're like, but then people who, like, do need to be taken care of and, like, do desire care aren't going to be able to access it because it's going to be, like, stratified in this crazy way. Dining at restaurants and being able to access, like, any modicum of like comfort and care it's just like it's so crazy to me I talked to my friend who is in Massachusetts and they're doing indoor seating like now and there's there's no requirement for guests to wear masks once they're seated and that's what New York is for the patio seating it's like once you're seated you don't have to wear a mask wow 
why? I understand you have to eat and drink, but I, I'm sorry, that's fucking crazy. That's insane. And it's just, I mean, the obvious thing that everyone's been saying, but it's just like, you really are, I understand supporting business, you really are asking people to fucking risk their lives, and that's on everybody to fucking... Yeah. ...to control, because, you know, business owners, like, you know, my friend didn't get any email of protocol, didn't get any email of what's going on, like, there's just fucking nothing, it's fucked up. It's so fucked up that you're sending in people to deal with the shitheads we know, go to restaurants add on yeah. a fucking contagious disease and you're not even doing anything to protect them that's like beyond just like yeah just like wipe down the table extra fuck you like yeah it's it's yeah. disgusting it's gonna get it's just gonna be it's really fucking messy already and it makes me so mad it makes me so upset for people who you know are just getting we always got treated like shit and now it's just like on top of that this and it's just it's it's really beyond it's really crazy, and that also all of those rich people think of themselves as they don't think they can be a vector, and they don't think that they're going to be the ones spreading it, so they're literally going to blame poor people and turn around and blame people who are working and serving them and risking their fucking lives, and they're going to be like, it's your a, fault. Right, and that's the thing. I'm like, these people in fucking Soho who are absolute trash, they don't yeah. live... They don't know anybody who's affected by this. They don't know anybody who's yeah. been in the hospital. They don't live in fucking Queens or the Bronx or any of these places that have been absolutely devastated, and they don't give a shit anyways. So it's just like... Yeah. It's an impossible thing, and like, obviously, there's a lot of structures that need to fall before... Like, there's so many things propping this up that aren't just like... The restaurant has to reopen. Like we know, what's wrong. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's very, it's very scary. It's very, very frustrating. And just the fact that like we're now being trotted out is really, yeah. unfor- it's really unforgivable. And it's like, and reading these things is like as nice as they are. I'm just like, the anger and the sadness I feel is, even though I am sentimental, I'm just like, there's so much at stake and. I just, I don't, I can't believe I'm watching this. Ha- I just can't believe it's happening. I just really can't believe it. No, it's, it's actually shocking. It's shocking. I think, like, I always, I, I just, I mean, I had never thought too much about a global pandemic. I did think that some, some, some human impulse that the fucking people who, govern this state that they would feel human emotion I guess and that was wrong I like I guess I did not think that they would just say it's okay to do an experiment with people's lot like it's okay to run a little experiment with the most vulnerable people's lives and see if they die and I guess we should have known better I guess we should have known better I don't think that it was naive to believe that something else would happen I think that it's it's been so much worse the response has been so much worse and this the phases of reopening have underscored how how bad the response was specifically in New York 
there is no defense there's no defense there's no oh there were two strains no there's no oh it's de Blasio and Cuomo's you know there, there was not the, the offices there's no the subway there's no there's no defense <sighs> yeah no it's 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 disturbing and uh, the only <laughs> the only thing I've really thought of to do after all of this is I'm just like okay so starting a collective what is that how do we there's a you know what we're gonna be a co-op i can't believe you're so against me getting horse you want to start a collective but i can't bring a horse to the table did i say you couldn't bring a horse to the table or did did i say I could be you said i could be the hr person of the horse that's not what i meant that's not what i meant i said you could be in charge of the horse program does that sound like a no a nobody job <laughs> that sounds like a very important job to me not just you know, wrangling, but in control oh of wild animals 24-7. That sounds oh powerful to me. God. I'm not saying you're supposed to be a desk a desk jockey I want instead of a regular jockey. I'm saying, is that a term, desk jockey? It is. Disc, I th- I, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's or disc, disc jockey. <laughs> but I think that desk jockey it's a thing, is right? a thing, too. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't. I think it's someone who's desk. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I think it's. I'm a like thing. reaching for office terminology when I know nothing about working in an office except the one time I had a horrible job and I was hungover every day. Hold on, I'm looking it Are up. You googling because... desk jockey. Yeah, because I'm I think like, it's a thing. Where did that come? Okay, you're a desk jockey. It's like a urban cowboy kind it of. It just no, it's not. It's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Lillian. Why would it be an urban cowboy? <laughs> it's a know. desk jockey. That doesn't make any. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm just, I'm, I'm floating. I'm floating some ideas. a mechanical bull jockey if you were an urban cowboy like John Travolta. Okay. Oh my God. It's just a person who works at a desk. So I used to correct. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, but why great. did that? I want to know the, um, did disc jockey actually come from desk jockey? I don't think so. I think it's the opposite. So someone who has a shitty job and is stuck behind it, that's, that's urban dictionary. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's mighty urban. Shitty. Um, okay. Watch, yeah, watch right? the language. Watch the language. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, actually, here's the um, one who spends his or her time seated at a desk, especially one who is more concerned with procedure, paperwork, or administration than its ultimate goal or practical consequences. So it's derogatory. <laughs> I would get sent to horse HR for using the term desk jockey. Oh yeah. You say that, you're coming to talk to me. <laughs> I'm going to see HR you in person. my fucking office. I'll see you in my office. <laughs> That's the I'm doorbell. Like, no. no. Starlight, no. You know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> it's me and Starlight sat opposite on a table for mediation, kind of, to work out I'm the like, problem. I'm like, Starlight? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you have the talking stick now, Starlight. <laughs> whatever i don't know again don't know how it works that's just like divorce court like we don't know anything about um wow anyway i think that's a good note to end on the future's bright um i'm gonna edit out 85 percent of what i said on this episode and perfect perfect <laughs> it's gonna be a, just an 18 minute rant of me being like i'll have horses it's and me. no response like it's i'm building for no reason People are like, oh. Ultimately, we are sad and then also mad. 
So. All right. Um, wait, let's typical. read our let's typical women. Typical girls. Um, okay, let's read our new patrons because we have some. Yay! We're yeah, you do that. I have to grab my charger. My computer's running out of battery. I'm doing this by myself. You do that. Fuck. I'll be back. <clears throat> All right, now that it's just us chickens, everybody. Um, this feels wrong, honestly, to do without Kelly because. All right, fuck it. Um, hey, thanks so much, Elise. I want to tell you without Kelly listening that I appreciate you. I don't know if Kelly does, but I personally do appreciate you. Um, thank you very much, Elise. Um, Cherry. Cherry. Sweet angel, Cherry. Um, Love, yeah. We appreciate you and thank you. And now you both have access to our wonderful newsletter. Um, Tyler. Tyler. Another sweet angel. Thank you so much for supporting us. Now we have the option to not become horse HR administration. You know, we could, we can choose the more patrons we get, the, the brighter our future. Support a woman's right to choose. <laughs> Believe women and support women artists. Um, and yeah, everything's going to be fine. Everybody. <laughs> Fine question mark. Don't worry about it. We're not. So as industry leaders, we want to share that confidence with you. Ding. Ding. My wrist brace is in full view. It's not very convincing. All right. Um, Patrons, think about what you want us to talk about because we've got one coming up for you. So send us some ideas and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Why do they keep getting longer?